In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Manion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the five words he spoke before leaving for his final deployment. If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Manion Foundation. Words that live in veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians who go out of their way to find a way, who help others with the help of others, who bounce back after each setback, who make good on good intentions. Through Travis Manion Foundation, if not me, then who are words that can live in you too. Show the world what your character is made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. That's travismanion.org. Black Chief Nursing Officer at Bon Secours St. Francis. With COVID-19 rates still high and a vaccine still in development, let's unite to slow the spread of the virus. Remember to wear a mask, practice social distancing, and wash your hands often. Studies show wearing a properly fitted mask in public indoor spaces greatly reduces the risk of spreading COVID-19. Masks are also needed outdoors when you can't be at least six feet apart from those who are not part of your household. And finally, wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 15 seconds to greatly reduce the bacteria on your hands. And use hand sanitizer when you can't wash your hands. On behalf of all the healthcare workers who see firsthand the impact of COVID-19, we urge you to help keep our community safe. We're all together, 864. Ranger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing with the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate. Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Hey Tigers, this is Taj Boyd with Lakeside Lodge Clemson. Nobody loves fall more than a Clemson Tiger, and there is no better place to be this fall than Lakeside Lodge Clemson. This one-of-a-kind condo hotel was built for Clemson alums by Clemson alums with killer views of Death Valley and Lake Hartwell from the patio. Plus, you can buy a condo and use it when you want, and we will rent it out when you don't. Come see it for yourself. Go to LakesideLodgeClemson.com to schedule a tour with me. Go Tigers! Built to last and rock-solid resale value. Just two of the many reasons to own a Toyota and the place to buy your Toyota, Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. Since 1951, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been delivering great value and service while setting themselves apart from the competition. And they're the oldest Toyota dealer in South Carolina. Whether it's a new, used, or certified pre-owned Toyota, you'll find it at Ralph Hayes Toyota. 3525 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you're listening in your car on the app and an internet browser, wander on over to Facebook. We do this show every week. 
<clears throat> from the Pronk Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. So we're the only show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast on Facebook and on the radio. Come hang out with us over there. Great way to get our attention. Leave comments, questions over there. Football talk is going to continue here in hour number two. We have Morgan Thomas joining us at 825 as well. Looking forward to having him hang out with us. All right, a couple of uh, trivia questions for you here. Um, Mr. Richmond. I love Tri- Um Who are the leaders and quarterback pressures so far this season for the Clemson Tigers football team? Leaders and quarterback pressure. So right. that doesn't necessarily mean a sack. That's so right. pressure is, you know, a different statistic. Yeah. It's got to be Balen Specter. It's got to be up there. Balen Specter is number four on the list. He has oh. 10 quarterback pressures oh. this year. That's good. Okay. You're doing good so far. Uh, Brzee. Brzee is number two. He has 12 quarterback pressures so far this year. Okay. Uh, Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy's number three with 11. So you still haven't got the number one no, quarterback no. pressurer. Is that how you'd say it? Quarterback <laughs> pressure? <laughs> yeah, pressure. Pressuring of quarterbacker um, for the Clemson Tigers. Okay. Uh, Number five on the list is Justin Maskell with eight. So you've oh, got wow. Brissy with 12, Murphy with 11, Spectre with 10, Maskell with eight. And this Clemson Tiger has 15 quarterback pressures. 15. I, I, I don't know if Skalski's played enough. It is K.J. Henry. K.J. Henry. K.J. Henry, That's yeah. Surprise. Yeah, that jumped out at me. And, and he's been making plays this year, and you've been hearing his name and calling his number. And uh, I think he's been featured in a couple of the social media videos as well. He seems to have a big personality. But, uh, yeah, he's the leader in, uh, in quarterback pressures. Okay, another uh, question for, for you. Um, team with the most college football wins under each president – so you look at a president when they're in office okay. and which team won the most football games while that president was in office. So for Donald Trump, who won the most football games? Yeah, I'm going to say Clemson. Clemson won 48 football games. So in the Donald Trump presidency, Clemson is the top team. How about for Obama? For Obama, I'm going to have to say that's Alabama. Alabama won 100 games. During Obama's eight years in office. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch. That is that is a bunch of games that they have won. And I guess Clemson can add to their 48 total here with uh, a couple of more. Well, we're not going political. <laughs> He's definitely <laughs> going to be in office oh, until January. We're not going um, political. No, no, we're not going political on that. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about it in a fun football way, Richmond. Yeah, That's why we're doing it. Uh, we'll go back one more. Um, so George W. Bush. Three teams won 88 football games in the George W. Bush era. George W. Bush. Okay, so that's going to be in 2000 starting. Yep. Uh, gosh, Miami would probably be up there. I would say Ohio State uh, and USC. Ah, uh, you got one. I so got one. Uh, Southern Southern Cal okay, hold won one eighty eight games. Texas is up there. Oklahoma oh, is Oklahoma. up there and one eighty eight. And you'd have been here a while. Boise State oh. won eighty eight games in the George W. Bush era. I was only going with Power Fives. Yeah, that, there we go. <laughs> uh, during the Clinton era, it was Nebraska with ninety one wins in the George H. W. Bush era. Miami with forty four. Okay. Ronald Reagan era was Nebraska with eighty three. Jimmy Carter era, Alabama. 
Gerald Ford era, Oklahoma and Alabama, Richard Nixon era, Nebraska and Penn State. I thought that was pretty interesting. You did pretty good. So in the Trump era, Clemson has won the most football games. That's why I included that on there, for sure. Well, now, I mean, you can start to see this trend. I mean, it's, it's somewhat of the usual suspects. Yeah. are always floating around there. It, you got Alabama popping up. You got yes. Oklahoma popping up. Maybe a little cyclical, but it's it's typically the, the same teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The same handful of teams. Definitely. Also, Although, I, now, Clemson is finally in that discussion. Oh, yeah. Right? They're going to win it for this era of Bush or uh, of Trump. And then if he gets four more years, they can hopefully add to that. If we get a Biden presidency, maybe they can run that uh, run through that as well. So uh, Joe Marino uh, at the Joe Marino on Twitter uh, does mock drafts all the time for the NFL. And he's usually pretty accurate. I've had him on the show before. Good dude. Um, In his latest 2021 NFL mock draft that he conveniently, I believe, put out during the uh, election stuff last night, Trevor Lawrence, number one to the Jets, uh, not a surprise. Mm -hmm. Travis Etienne going in the first round at number 31. Oh, just in there. The Jets have a second pick in the first round. (laughs) So in his mock draft, he has Trevor and Travis both going to the Jets. Could you imagine? I, I don't really care for the Jets, but... I don't either. We would all be big Jets in, fans. Yes, we would. I couldn't see them in green, but... Well, what color could you see him in? And don't say Dallas. Oh, don't don't tell me ET. Yes. You, you can't say blue? he's going to Dallas. I can't say he's going to Washington. Why not? Like, what picture... You, so you think Travis Etienne goes in, like, the top ten, because that's probably where Dallas is going to be picking that... No, Why would the Cowboys pick Travis Etienne? They have Zeke Elliott on, yeah, on like a nine-year contract. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm saying it's time for the Cowboys to do a complete reboot, reset everything. Yeah, nobody's taking that Zeke contract. Yeah, probably not, but especially next year with the salary cap being yeah. lowered, et cetera, all mm-hmm. of that. And I'm not even so much saying for Travis Etienne. Yes. I'm saying for Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so you think, so I've seen this on social media and... I don't get triggered, okay? But when I see the picture of Trevor Lawrence in a Jets jersey, or in a Cowboys jersey, and there are a number of people that text me this repeatedly, do not text me during this segment, (laughs) this picture, please. But the idea of Trevor Lawrence on the Dallas Cowboys is triggering to me. That's like nightmare. And you and I talk about this every year before the draft. I say an actual prayer on the morning of the draft that no Clemson Tigers get drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. And this prayer has been answered for a number of years in a row. Well, I'm going to continue with that needs, prayer. It needs it to stop. So you, so for Trevor to go to the Cowboys, less some weird wacky trade, right? So you guys have two wins right now? Two wins, yeah. So we're two games up on the Jets. You are. So the Jets would have to win two of their final eight games because they're already 0-8. And, and you would have to go 0-9 you don't think the Cowboys are winning another game this year. You're playing Washington again. I know. You're I'm playing Philadelphia this. again. You're playing the Giants. Who else have you got on there? I've uh, got San Francisco, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Minnesota, and then obviously this weekend we got Pittsburgh. I mean, Cincinnati and Minnesota are terrible football teams. I think you guys have a, a better chance of winning five out of your last nine no than winning zero out no. of your last nine. And I've always been that guy who has said the Cowboys will be mediocre. Yes. Eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe sneak a 10 and six. Obviously, that's we know that's not happening. This is the first year where I just <laughs> think 
things are just spiraling out of control that I could legitimately say that I don't know if they'll win another game the rest of the year. You're, I would take that bet 20 times over. Well, and I would have to say it's hard in the NFL. Yeah, it's to, hard to lose. To lose every, yes. to go into winning. I mean, I think the Jets like will win at least one of their last eight games. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 2020 in itself. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's yep. all of that. And, and again, this is the first year when I've really gotten really frustrated with the Cowboys because now it's not even like fun to watch. I mm-hmm. mean, the game against the Eagles was painful. Painful. That's very kind to say painful. <laughs> and your your quarterback in that game was it was one of the worst quarterbacks that's ever set foot on an NFL field. I feel like well, the performance was. Yes. Yeah, I'm not hating on the guy. Yeah. And and, and he had no, I mean, in his wildest dreams, he probably didn't think he would appear in a game this no, year. No, not even close. And it's going to be the same way. I mean, at least the, you guys are looking like a couple of practice squad guys this week, right? Yeah, Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush. I mean, who they have a little bit of experience, but one's an undrafted free agent out of Central Michigan, and the other one's, you know, sixth round out of SMU. And so I, I just don't. See any? I mean, and it's the Steelers. I mean, Steelers' defense right now is playing lights out. We saw what they. Yeah, this could be uh, Baltimore. Now Baltimore still almost beat them, but what's the spread on the game? Do we know what the spread is? Uh, is it thirteen and a half? I think something like that. Interesting, but you know what? It's it's the NFL, and Faxon's sitting back there. And if I had Faxon walk out here to the microphone and say, "What am I going to say right now?" He would say this: "There's rarely blowouts in the NFL." And it was a big spread in the Cowboys Eagles game last week. Was it 13 and a half backs in last week? Yeah, it was 13. Yeah, and he was like, Dad, I'm looking at this 14 point spread. They're never blowouts in the NFL, right? And I'm like, You're right. They're never blowouts in the NFL. They ended up covering it, but it wasn't a blowout. Yeah. But it was still a close game going to the fourth quarter. Well, I, mean, that's, I know. And that's and my point. I mean, I think that people are going to say, Oh, Steelers are going to win this one 52 to six. I don't think it's going to be like that. No, they probably won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But they will win. Pittsburgh will win. I, yes, I would. I don't know if I'd even take the two touchdowns. It just feels like the kind of weirdness where you guys are going to be running the football a lot. Steelers have had every break go their way all season. Maybe you get a pick well, six or something. Maybe something weird happens. And because that the Steelers are undefeated right now, and we know how hard it is to go yes. undefeated in mm-hmm. the NFL. And They're going down some point in the of, next three yes, weeks. And of, of all teams... You could see a script playing out where it's the Cowboys because of the Cowboys-Steelers rivalry in yes. itself. I mean, mm-hmm. how fitting would that be that a team that, you know, nobody's even given them a shot or even winning, you know, two more games the rest of the season somehow yep. take down you know, a, a team that's undefeated and, you know, now one of the best teams in the AFC contending, you know, to play in the Super Bowl. So am I pulling for the, the Cowboys to win another game so you don't get Trevor? You, yes, you I are. I mean, I've got to be thinking like 3D chess here. I know. So Dallas needs to win one or two more games so you can't get Trevor Lawrence. Thanksgiving, you need the Cowboys to beat your Washington I, football team. I want you. I, we're not. I don't, I don't think Washington's going to. I just don't think the Jets are going to get to two wins. I, I really don't. 
and potentially to three wins. I mean, Washington's going to win some more football games. Yeah. Including, the Jets are not do we play on Thanksgiving this year? Yes, play on Thanksgiving. Oh, let's go. The sweep. <laughs> Washington, the sweep of Dallas. I think when the Red Rifle comes back, you guys are going to win a couple games. I, I've, I've always, I've been a big fan of Andy Dalton since he played at the at Clemson for TCU. Oh, I remember that game, and that too. game back then. That was one of the best quarterback performances that I have ever seen that day in the rain and him running the football. He didn't make mistakes. That was a really interesting uh, day for sure. Hey, uh, I got a text. Had, thanks for the heads up on the breaking news. Uh, Andrea Adelson said, and then it disappears on my Twitter feed, so I'll have to paraphrase, but uh, it's looking like Saturday's Louisville at Virginia game has been moved to November 14th. Louisville has paused all football activities because of COVID. It's going to continue. It is. There's going to be more. I mean, we're seeing it. I'm not sure, like Wisconsin, if they're going to be able to play this season. No, I, I think if their if, Purdue game is canceled now, if they can't play next week, then they're ineligible for right. the uh, the Big Ten championship game. Which, by the way, just why don't you just gift wrap? I mean, you talk about not having a tough schedule. Ohio State plays nobody this year. Penn State's terrible. Michigan's terrible. Whole Big Ten's terrible. And now they might not even get Wisconsin in the. Uh, I know. And that, and you just wonder if they'll just fold it up if that's the and case. that's my point is that not that they would miss every single game because of COVID, but if they're ruled ineligible, then do they continue to play? I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, but then you're and they Wisconsin does not play Ohio State, but then you're taking every other team in the Big Ten and you're costing them a game. You know what I'm saying? Not the two Big Ten teams are going to make the playoffs, but now. That's, what, that's a valid point. Seven of the other teams in the Big Ten now only play seven games instead of eight games? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be strange. And it might be, I mean, Louisville, I did not think that, I was not high in Louisville this year. I was not high in North Carolina this year. We're going to talk about UNC in the next uh, segment because I think that it's interesting. But um, maybe Louisville needs a week off. They've been terrible this year. I mean, as good as they were last year, I'm not saying this is positive that they were having a COVID outbreak, but that team just in general, they've been terrible this year. Well, it's they've been, been a roller coaster ride this year because mm-hmm. you see some explosiveness on yep. offense. They can't stop anybody on defense. They just can't put a full game together each week. Yes. That's the, bi- that's the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, you know, I, I think has to do with somewhat expectations. I think they played above what they should have last year. I know that. I think they surprised a lot of people. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, the expectations, you know, are now so much higher. Uh, so it's even more magnified when they're not uh, playing well. Yeah. No, I'm in. Uh, I'm in agreement with you on that. Hey, uh, Lawton Swan, if you missed him in the last segment for Clemson Sports Talk, always does a great job. He did reach out to me and let me know on uh, Clemson Sports Talk tomorrow. So you can find him on Facebook and follow him, and he streams his show from down in Columbia from his house. Um, he's got Mike Tirico. From NBC on with him tomorrow. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's a great uh, a great get. Congratulations to him. You definitely want to uh, check that out because uh, Mike's been doing Notre Dame games for how long? At least a decade, right? Is that uh, right? I need to look that up because I don't know. I mean, it has it does seem like it's been a while. Or did he do them and then leave and then come back and do them again? We'll have to do some digging, but everybody knows who Mike Tirico is. So that's a, that is a great get for him. All right. Hey, coming up in the next segment from the Morgan Thomas show, we're going to have Morgan Thomas stop by. And I'm going to start the segment off with a little talk about the UNC Tar Heels. All that and more coming up. This is the Mark Childress Show. I don't need to run away. I'm Eddie Bennett. 
For 20 years now, Bennett Equipment has been renting and selling construction equipment that's helped build the upstate. Takeuchi Compact Excavators, Track Loaders, and Wheel Loaders have played a huge part. Bennett is proud to call the upstate home and can serve you from any of our three upstate locations. We'd like to thank our loyal customers for making it a great 20 years, and we look forward to the next 20. Remember, if you need equipment, buy or rent it from Bennett. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, oh, this, this car, an SUV, it was, it, was, it was going across, it went around, it went around the barrier and, and the train. Oh, God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, it's, the train is still going. The train is going and the car, I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. As a South Carolinian, you're a Gamecock or a Tigers fan until this year. They'd played football 111 years straight. For the past 11 years, there's been a pep rally where both fan bases join hands to support big brothers, big sisters of the upstate. This year's rally will be virtual with interviews of former players, music, fan competitions, testimonies from big and littles, and more. All funds raised will be used to create and support meaningful one-to-one mentoring relationships to defend and ignite the promise, power, and potential of at-risk children and youth in upstate South Carolina. The virtual event is November 8th from 6 to 7 p.m. on Facebook Live at BBBS Upstate. Get a head start with the online auction starting at noon on November 6th. The Big Brothers Big Sisters Pep Rally Gone Virtual. November 8th, 6 to 7 p.m. Facebook Live at BBBS Upstate. To learn more, call 864-634-0700. Book your next party at Carson Steak Warehouse in Anderson with a large private dining room to suit all of life celebrations, corporate, and social group events. Host a family or school reunion to remember. Book your reservation and they handle the rest. Carson staff is continuing to take all COVID-19 precautions to keep you safe. Double fried chicken wings, hand-cut steaks, grilled teriyaki salmon, and ribeye sandwiches, just to name a few delicious menu items. Make your reservation today. Call 226-9400, Carson Steak Warehouse in Anderson. Do you have investments or do you have an investing and financial plan for your future? Allow Kiwi Financial Group to give you an unbiased opinion of your current financial picture. With the goals of growth, income, and trying to minimize your taxes, we offer broad planning options to reach any goal that you may have. Call Kiwi Financial Group today at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com and let us help you. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance, Inc., otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. After I lost 80 pounds on the health dare, I went to school to be a health coach. Here's what I found out. Most health coaches have never been sick or even overweight. I have, and I hate lettuce diets. I can show you how to get healthy the practical way. For symptoms of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, sleep apnea, call the health dare clinic. Sure, we have doctors, nutritionists, counselors, and chefs, but our best qualification is that we're busy people who used to be sick. Call one 877 Me. Go to com. Hi, Clemson fans. This is Seneca Mayor Pro Tem Ronnie O'Kelly, and we want to invite you to visit our great city, Seneca, just 10 minutes up the road. We have so much to offer. That's right, Ronnie. If you enjoy great music and great dining, you need to come in a little bit early next time. Every Thursday night, we do it in downtown Seneca at Jazz on the Alley. It happens right here at Ramcat Alley. Check out the website. It starts at 630. Live music, great dining in downtown Seneca. Come on. 
I'm Kathy Witham at the Surgery Center at Pelham. Did you know that Medicare now approves same-day total knee replacement surgery? At the Surgery Center at Pelham, that's the same state-of-the-art technology, the same implant. Stop the pain today. Call the Surgery Center at Pelham with any questions about our increased safety measures for your Medicare-approved total knee replacement. High-quality treatment and an affordable price are all a click away. SurgeryCenterAtPelham.com If you're a local business owner in the upstate, you know how important it is to work with local, experienced people you can count on. Pinecrest Foods' mission is to sell the best quality products with the best delivery service possible. All their products are supplied by local companies we know and love, like Clemson's Best Ice Cream and Carolina Pride Hot Dogs. Proud to serve all channels and formats from hospital to restaurant, grocery to convenience store. Find out more about the Pinecrest difference. Visit pinecrestfoods.com. And now back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Hanging out with you every Wednesday night from 7 to 9. We're on the radio side if you're listening. We're also over on Facebook. Go to the Roar's Facebook page. Go to the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. And if you have not liked slash followed me on the Mark Childress Show, please do. I'm very, very close to a milestone that I'm hoping to get to without having to go out and beg people for it. But I'm kind of begging <laughs> people for it now. So you take That's that okay. however it's worth and, uh, and go from there. From the Morgan Thomas Show, which every Monday night, night at 8 30 you can follow him on facebook as well and give him a like it's morgan thomas morgan what's going on man what's up gentlemen thank you for having me on the show yes sir glad to have you here all right so i'm going to start with a random topic before we start wandering into the notre dame game morgan but um north carolina is a team that i was not high on this year i might have even talked to you about this on your show morgan because i thought they'd lose three or four games this year i am on i am on track for that where a lot of people had them in the top 10 and here's the here's the main reason i saw this stat this week i thought it was interesting clemson has an 871 winning percentage in one score games since 2011 that is the best in the country during that span and that's the problem with north carolina they cannot win close games. I think it comes down to coaching. I'm not a big fan of their coaching staff. Where everybody tells me he's amazing. But they lost a bunch of games last year. They're losing a bunch of games of superior talent this year. I think they're going to lose a couple of more. What are your thoughts on, uh, on North Carolina, Morgan? Oh, well, it, it's kind of like the ACC 2019 all over again when it comes to, you know, we do on our show, we do a pick against the spread uh, yep. in, our, in our final and. I mean, they, they do have Bo Corrales has been out for the past couple of games. But really surprising for me, the last game I watched against Virginia, I would say Virginia is getting better. You know, uh, their quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, seems like he's kind of found a rhythm. Uh, but I, I was not expecting North Carolina to, to kind of forget how to tackle. And it seems like they have. But it's still weird, too, because, I mean, they turn around, they, they, they beat Virginia Tech. They beat Boston College teams that I thought were, you know, pretty decent in the ACC, and then they lose to Florida State, and you're just like, okay, well, thank goodness I didn't really put money on that game. And then they turn around, and they beat North Carolina State, and then they turn around and lose. So I don't know what they're really, what's really going on. I think they're regressing on defense for sure. As far as coaching, I'm not really too sure, but I would also say Bo Corrales is a, is a big deal because he was kind of like that 
I guess he's kind of their version of Hunter Renfro. You know, he was Mr. Reliable for yep. uh, Sam Howell there. So missing some pieces there, uh, and then they head into Duke. Uh, they, they go to Duke, tomorrow, uh, you know, this Saturday at 12 o'clock, and I think it's like a 10-and-a-half-point 10, 10 favorite. Um, normally I would I would pick North Carolina no problem there, and I, and I actually did, but the public right now is like almost 50-50, which is, which is strange to think. I would have never thought that going into preseason. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as we continue on with uh, Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. So, uh, Morgan, I brought you on here, of course, uh, to talk Clemson football. You do a great show on Monday nights. Again, you can follow him here on Facebook. Um, What are your thoughts on the Notre Dame game now with the breaking news that there will be no Tyler Davis, there will be no Mike Jones Jr.? Well, I think it's good in the sense that they didn't really have those guys last game. And so being without those guys plus without – Trevor Lawrence, um, the only positive really from that is that the team has played without them and and is used to that. I guess you could say maybe they're used to that. At least they've had more than more than just a couple of practices to, to figure it out. They've actually had some games. Tyler Davis has been out, you know, for a little while. Mike Jones is was out, you know, most of last game and then and then Trevor obviously as well. So um, I think it's I think it's Never good to have those key players out for sure. And then you've got Stalski as well. Don't even want to, you know, forget about him. But um, I still think that, that the matchup, and Walt has said this on his show many times before your show, the matchup works really well for Clemson, even with those guys out, considering the success they've had in recruiting, uh, specifically on the defensive line, and how well that defensive line has performed, especially those freshmen. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on that. I think what Notre Dame does really well is run the football. What we do really well is stop stop the running of the football. So you're kind of having your best thing and our best thing colliding. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, the one thing that gives me a little pause besides all the injuries is you've got some tape now on DJ Uyunglele, right? And Clemson did not really put him under duress with a lot of the throws that he had to make. Now, he did make some monster throws. He had a couple of big third and long pickups. I remember one one pass he zipped right in there to Amari Rogers, who kind of caught it on the run and uh, barely picked up a, like a third and 16 or something like that. But a lot of his passes were simple passes out in front of him and things like that. So I'm just wondering if Notre Dame is not just going to pack the box of South ETN, but really crowd those wide receivers at the line and make DJ either have to go his second or third read or kind of dare Clemson to try to go over the top on that defense and make big plays. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Morgan? Well, I think that uh, DJ's performance overall was was exactly what you'd want to see and, and, and I think makes most Clemson fans very comfortable. I think that uh, the Lawton come on and said just, just he did a survey, I believe. I think I was in that. I was one of those ones that, that checked off the box of, of most confident just because of how DJ performed uh, in the previous game against uh, Boston College. You know, I, I think that what what do you have? Three hundred and forty-two yards. I think a couple of touchdowns. I was. I, I hope that his shoulder gets a little bit better because I'd like to see him run the ball more. I mean, he he, he ran the ball. I think um, what one time, maybe maybe twice, and no, he ran he ran more than once. But but I mean, really, his first run that was any significance was taking it to the house for a touchdown. And um, I can see that happening more, um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not really concerned about DJ. And, and and as far as on the defensive side too, 
again, I think I think they match up. I was looking at I, I did an article earlier today. I was looking at fantasy data. You know, I, I'm not big big fantasy football player, but you know, sometimes fantasy yeah. data can kind of show you show you uh, a little insight to strategy. Well, they have Ian Book obviously is their top fantasy points earner, and then Kyron Williams is their their starting running back. Both close. Ian's over 100 points. Kyron Williams is almost at 100. No one else is even at above 35 on the offense. You've got two more running backs. As far as fantasy points go, you've got a kicker, a linebacker, a defensive tackle, a safety, and a tight end before you even get to their first wide receiver. And their first wide receiver has as many fantasy points as Cornell Powell. And so I think that obviously they're going to be a run-heavy team. They, they use the pass. When they when it's absolutely necessary, they do have some big tall receivers and tight ends to throw it to, but they really ignore them for the majority of the game. Their idea is to slowly march it down the field and keep you mm-hmm. off the field. So um, I, I hope that Clemson comes prepared for that, ready for that, and that DJ has uh, has as many opportunities as possible. You know, that's the one thing is is if you have a true freshman guy out there. Uh, you know, you want to give him as many opportunities because if he's sitting on the bench, he's going to continue to stay cold. And that doesn't do good for a guy who has a limited amount of experience. Yeah, no doubt. Some really good analysis, as always, from uh, Morgan Thomas uh, from the Morgan Thomas Show. All right, Morgan, so you are churning out an unbelievable amount of content, man. So before I let you get out of here, what can we expect uh, to see from you between now and the Notre Dame kickoff on Saturday? Yeah, I'm constantly downloading videos, uploading videos. Fridays, we do our scouting report. I got an intern this year, uh, making it big time. Now, I'm Mark Childress level now with an intern, um, but I have an intern. He's Almost. going to. <laughs> I'm just teasing. He's going to do a, uh, he's going to do a Notre Dame type uh, scouting report we do every Friday. So look out for that around, you know, around uh, quitting time, around 6 o'clock. I throw it up there. It'll be on our YouTube channel. And we'll go into some in-depth analysis on what what we see. We like to look at specific players, and we like to look at it from the perspective of Notre Dame. And if we were in the coordinator's shoes, what players would we go to uh, outside of your Ian Book and Kyron Williams? Who would we go to? Me, it's uh, Ben Skoranek is a wide receiver, big, tall guy. He absolutely dominated Pittsburgh. So I'm giving you a little insight to what we got Friday, but... We got that, and then we obviously we do our show Monday night live show, 8.30 p.m. on Facebook or YouTube, The Morgan Thomas Show. And then, uh, like I said, throughout the week, just continue to check out YouTube. If you subscribe there, you'll be able to see it. Great stuff, as always, uh, from Morgan Thomas from The Morgan Thomas Show. Hey, Morgan, man, thanks for jumping on uh, with us tonight. Always good to talk to you, man, and uh, we'll catch up before the weekend, okay? I appreciate it again, and go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Mr. Morgan Thomas does a great job. Yeah, Yeah, Monday nights at 830, always enjoy his show. And they get, uh, all of our shows are different, right? We've got uh, uh, Morgan's show on Monday night at 830, the Morgan Thomas show. We've got 4th and 16 Sports with Ellis Tolbert uh, right here in the Bronx Studios on uh, 7 o'clock on Tuesdays. My show on Wednesday nights, uh, T.O., Terrence Oglesby, has a show that has started up now, which is all college basketball on Thursday nights. So some content across the week, and everybody does it different. But Morgan, they go super deep, a lot of picks, a lot of talks about the spread and stuff like that. I'm a nerd for stuff like that. Not really my style for my show. It works for 
Marshall Morgan and I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm not a big betting guy uh, that likes all the odds and understands mm-hmm. all the odds, but I'm a little bit of a nerd like you in terms of the stats. I love looking at trends, looking at streaks, looking at you know all the, the, the numbers that you can utilize to tell a story or back up a story, mm-hmm. or, you know, to give you uh, information as far as trying to dissect why certain things have happened or why they haven't. So yep. I, I do like how they can they dive into a lot of the numbers behind the scenes. Well, back to the number that I threw out at the beginning of the segment, right? Again, Clemson has an 871 winning percentage in one score game since 2011. That's staggering. That I mean, it, it leads the country. So Clemson's blowing out a lot of people. That's a lot of wins. But then when they're playing these close games, they're winning almost 9 out of 10 of those close games, including one-score game win uh, this past weekend. That is, of all of these statistics that I pull every week, and we'll plow through some of them in the last segment today for sure, that's the one that jumped out to me the most this week. Yeah, and that's why I think when you and I, we did Clemson's Greatest Games, it was one of those things we wanted to showcase some of these games that just get overlooked in yeah. the regular season and how important they are. Mm-hmm. How many of those games were one-score games yep. and how that you know, manifest into a successful season to be able to play for a national championship and then win a national championship, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's interesting to see the number like that because that, that is staggering. Yeah. Al- almost 90%. Mm-hmm. Since so 2011, win, yeah, that's, and we're not crazy. So you're not just loading it up in the last couple of seasons. You're going back essentially a decade, uh, you know, a good chunk of the Dabo era, and pulling all of that out. You know, I think it's also interesting with Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, the Cotton Bowl beat down from a couple of years ago, uh, which was good. But that 2015 game, and we'll talk about this in the final segment as well. We had it on uh, Clemson's ga- greatest games. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we did yeah, a series, knows. a pandemic uh, series on great games. <laughs> in Clemson football history. You can go to ClemsonTigers.com and find all the episodes of Clemson's Greatest Games over there. But that ball game against Notre Dame, it was, uh, what's October 3rd, 2015, Clemson 24, Notre Dame 22. That's definitely a top five in the Valley game for me. Just an amazing... I remember that Because it was a blowout, and in that 2015 game, that was when Clemson was really, you know, making the surge, you know, mm-hmm. up the the rankings, yep. up into the national limelight, you know, all of that. So it's it's even more so. Just you remember it because of the emotions that go along with it, and also winning the game and Ben Bullware with the flip, mm-hmm. and, you know, the somersault or whatever, and. Uh, you got to go watch Clemson's great. Yeah, the flip games. was a trip. The <laughs> exactly. flip was not re- was not planned. And ben talks about it, which is which is fantastic. Uh, and a weird game too. I mean, Clemson got out early, built a big lead, and then it just you flipped a switch there in the third quarter. I think that came after an interception that uh, Deshaun threw, and they just couldn't stop Notre Dame for the rest of the game until that two point conversion. Yeah, and then it was and but to get Clemson back, it was an Artavis Scott. You know, run. I mean, it's just yeah. all, all these things and mm-hmm. just, you know, one or two little plays, how it changed the momentum. And yeah, uh, and we tell the story, you know, in those games, which is it's, it's pretty cool.
Yeah. No, and I'm uh, being biased because yeah, no, <laughs> we worked just, on it together, right? It is pretty cool. It's good stuff. All right. Hey, one segment left. If you do want to get on the phone lines, 864-654-7627. We'll talk a little bit more about Notre Dame. Got some great statistics about the Tigers. A little bit of talk about the NFL. And I do have to hit this one non-football related topic before we get out of here. This is the Mark Childress Show. What's your emergency? Uh, oh, this car, an SUV, it was, it, it, was, it was going across, it went around, it went around the barrier and, and the train. Oh, God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, it's, the train is still going. The train is going and the car, I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Today on Hey Culligan, the best things in life are free. Water tests. Let's go to Candace. Hey Culligan, how do I learn more about my water? Candace, let me just test the waters here. Uh, okay. Literally test your water. Oh. For free. Free? Free, Candace. In-home water tests for free. So you know more about your water and how to make it better with Culligan water. And Candace. Yeah? We're already on the way. Oh, good. Get started for as little as $10 a month for six months at participating Culligan dealers. As a South Carolinian, you're a Gamecock or a Tigers fan until this year. They'd played football 111 years straight. For the past 11 years, there's been a pep rally where both fan bases join hands to support big brothers, big sisters of the upstate. This year's rally will be virtual with interviews of former players, music, fan competitions, testimonies from big and littles, and more. All funds raised will be used to create and support meaningful one-to-one mentoring relationships to defend and ignite the promise, power, and potential of at-risk children and youth in upstate South Carolina. The virtual event is November 8th from 6 to 7 p.m. on Facebook Live at BBBS Upstate. Get a head start with the online auction starting at noon on November 6th. The Big Brothers Big Sisters Pep Rally Gone Virtual. November 8th, 6 to 7 p.m. Facebook Live at BBBS Upstate. To learn more, call 864-634-0700. Savor the traditional flavors of Mexico with a dining experience at El Jimidor Viejo, found in Central. El Jimidor Viejo for lunch or dinner, Mexican food taken to the next level. Along with over 10 varieties of handmade craft margaritas, top-shelf liquors and wines, and tequila your way, neat, on the rocks, shot or sip, don't slam. Savor the traditional flavors of Mexico at El Jimidor Viejo in Central's Old Town Square on Isaquina Trail, just a half mile off Highway 93, 506-8068. I'm Kathy Witham. At the Surgery Center at Pelham, our computer-assisted procedures can have you safely back at home in your bed the same day, saving you substantial costs, in some cases 60%, without going to the hospital for same-day total knee replacement or total hip replacement surgery. Call the Surgery Center at Pelham with any questions about our increased safety measures to relieve your pain today without going to the hospital. High-quality treatment and an affordable price are all a click away. SurgeryCenterAtPelham.com As the owner of a Toyota Tundra myself, I can attest to the quality and value of Toyota. If you're in the market for a new, used, or certified pre-owned Toyota, I urge you to see the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. They're the oldest Toyota dealer in South Carolina, and the Hayes family is set for the fourth generation to lead in the years ahead. The family-friendly atmosphere at Ralph Hayes Toyota sets them apart from the competition. 3525 Clemson Boulevard, Anderson, Ralph Hayes Toyota. 
Take Cover Storage knows your time is valuable. Their exclusive virtual marina concierge service allows you to spend more time having fun and less time doing maintenance and cleaning your toys. Boat services include dockside delivery, pickup, inflating towables, on-site fuel-ups, full detailing, battery checks, and more. Camper and RV services also available. Spend more time with your family and less time doing maintenance. Limited amount of RV specials for Clemson football season available. Call today to reserve your package at 864-608-9270. If your loved one is no longer comfortable living in their own home due to memory loss or aging, Dominion Senior Living is here to help. At Dominion, outstanding physical, emotional, and spiritual care is the standard. Their community offers a modern, comfortable place to call home. Honoring God through service to seniors, Dominion Senior Living at Patrick Square in Clemson and Highway 81 in Anderson. Exclusively designed to promote vitality with support when needed, visit dominionseniorliving.com for more information. Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show. Uh, hanging out with you. If you're listening on the radio, thank you. If you're over on Facebook, thank you very much. Go to the Roar's Facebook page or the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. Want to shout out Fax and Childress, Drew Yenser, who are helping us here at Pronk Studios on the video side. And Ramona, back down at Mission Control in Clemson, I appreciate you spending a couple of extra hours in studio so that we can do this show every Wednesday night. Uh, so some things for the final segment here at Richmond. I kind of always like to do a catch-all. There's some really good, uh, interesting statistics about this ball game. Um, Notre Dame has not won a game that matches up two teams ranked inside the AP Top 5 since 1993. Clemson has won seven of those matchups since 2015. So think about that. Two AP top five teams playing one another. Clemson has won that game seven times since 2015. Notre Dame has not won a matchup like that since 1993. Notre Dame is 1-19 versus top five opponents in the last 20 years. 1-19. 1-19. Notre Dame has won 22 straight games at home. They currently have the longest win streak in the country at 12 their last home loss came against the top 10 Georgia team back in 2017 that went on to play for the national championship. Uh, their loss, loss in general came against a Michigan team last year. Uh, Irish were 0-2 against ranked Power 5 opponents last year. So some long road streaks for Clemson, some long home win streaks for Notre Dame. It's going to be a clash of the Titans, man. Yeah. And that's been the knock on Brian Kelly. Yeah. Is that he hasn't been able to win the big game, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know in the top ten, top five teams. I didn't realize that one in nineteen though. I mean that's that's top five opponents. That is that's not good. Uh, Clemson has never beaten a top five team on the road. The highest ranked team Clemson has defeated on the road is number eight. They beat a number eight North Carolina team in nineteen eighty one. They beat a number eight Miami team in two thousand and nine. I think that was that overtime game. That was with Kyle was that- Parker. So Jacoby Ford, Ford. Yes. yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember that ball game uh, for sure. So some interesting stats will be fun to watch this weekend. I did pull something on here. I'm trying to land a really good 
guest on the Masters for next Wednesday. So if you're a golf fan, you definitely want to tune in, hang out, and talk to us. My favorite sporting event of the year is the Masters. It has been rescheduled to November. It's going to get weird. But one of the most interesting things um, about this, Richmond, is Bryson has been practicing with a 48-inch driver. Yes, I've um, seen that. And that's a couple of inches longer than his clubs normally. And he think it could, he thinks it will add twenty five to thirty yards of distance, and he's already hitting the ball farther than anyone on tour. Uh, Phil Mickelson is going to use a forty seven and a half inch I driver. I don't that. know if you saw this, I did. which is interesting. So conceptually, and if you know the course really well, and I don't want to get too nerdy and inside uh, inside baseball on golf, we'll do that next week. But you can blow one over the trap on number one, right? You can blow one around the corner on 13. You can hit one down past the tree on 15. I mean, distance could play a really big part of that. And it's going to be interesting to me, is the Masters going to grow the rough up? Are they going to have to grow the rough up because it's November? It's The winds are going to be swirling. I mean, the, the golf course has never been played and the type of you know weather that we're going to see, plus, and this is not good news. There's a tropical storm that's supposed yeah. to hit like literally Friday, Saturday next week, and due to the restricted daylight hours here, there's just not a lot of time to play golf. So there is a nightmare scenario where the game, the Masters, you know, bleeds through that weekend. But I know yeah. I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you. It, but no. It's going to be really fascinating to watch it this. is it is going to be fascinating because i've already seen that they're not even going to have the par three contest right they're doing away with that mm -hmm. they're also uh changing up the format uh to be able to get all the golfers in because of yep uh it getting dark so early so is it going to, the pairings are going to be different they're going to go off uh, one and ten in two groups or segments of of them during the day so okay. people start teeing off on the first tee and the tenth tee yeah, and I think, are they going to be grouping them with three people at a time? I believe they're grouping them with three two. as well to yeah. try to get them all in. And so it, it, it's going to be very interesting. And just the aspect of if there is any type of weather, what that's going to do. I mean, I, obviously, you know, I know these long ball guys, you know, that, that'll, they'll still, they'll be okay because uh, they hit it so long. But mm -hmm. there's got to be an aspect of, to your point, it's got to play different in November than it does in April. Yeah. It just has to. Uh, and, and I'm anxious to see how the Masters themselves, how they're going to try to make it um, as best as they can. Are they going to try to replicate as best they can what the course would be like in April? Or are they just going to say, we're just going to let it go how it would play in November? I don't know. You know it'll be green. Yeah, they'll find oh, a way to make it gorgeous there. Yeah, they they work. You know, the year they tried to tiger-proof uh, Augusta, right, where they, they lengthened all the holes and, you know, we're going to make it harder on the big hitters. Um, oh, now I'm blanking on the guy. The short lefty um, from Canada won yeah, that Mike year. Weir. Mike Weir. Thank you. I was thinking Mike Woods. I knew that wasn't it. Mike Weir and Lynn Matisse went down to the wire that year. Two of the shortest hitting guys probably in golf in the last 25 <laughs> years found a way to plow around that longer course uh, and do it that way. So I just think there's a ton of fascinating uh, storylines and different things to talk about. I know you're a big golf guy too, so we'll talk a bunch of Masters next week and I got a really cool uh, guest for you. Oh, I'm uh, excited about be good. that. We have to share with that with me at least some point. Yeah, we'll see. Right. I'll try to decide. <laughs> okay. and, yeah. and game day is going to be there, right? Yeah, and game day will be – okay. I do not like that. <laughs> I do not like game day being at the Masters. Do you? 
I, I don't have a problem with it. I am a traditionalist. I'm very protective of the Masters. I don't like the fact that ESPN does Masters commercials without the piano theme song of the Masters in them. And now they'll have uh, different voices trying to talk about how dramatic it is at the Masters. You don't have to tell people that the Masters is dramatic. You just show the footage and you play the song. And everybody knows. Know. You don't have to be like, oh, it's going to be one for the ages. You don't need to tell people that. It's Augusta. I do not like yeah, but the fact that College Game Day is going to be there. You're also the guy that has said, hey, it's 2020, so these sports leagues and teams and organizations, they should try. This is the opportunity to try different things. I'm fine with that. Okay. Except for the, the Masters. Masters. <laughs> no. They, they do whatever they want, and they should not change anything. And the fact they're doing it, and it's going to be interesting, right? The next two majors are the Masters. They'll play in November. They'll yes. play again in April. So it, it'll be, I'm fascinated, and since it's 2020, it's going to rain all day Friday and Saturday, and I'll be watching the finals of the final round of the Masters, you know, while I'm working at, you know, 12.55 on Monday or something in the afternoon. That's when it'll finish because it's 2020. We can't have nice things. Why can't you? Golf on Monday is not bad. Unless you're working. Maybe I should take the take day the off. Take the day now. off. Are you kidding me? Come Hedge on. Hedge my bets. <laughs> Hedge my bets. I like that. I've you got days to take. take. You don't take the day off for March Madness. That first yeah, Thursday? but but they're yes, but they're not playing the Masters on Monday. I, I would be taking the day off, assuming they might play the Masters on Monday. But that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a I think great I'll idea. do it. I have days to uh, you, you days can, to use. You'll know in advance. Yeah, but you can't. You know how that works. You can't like halfway through Friday say hey, I'm taking Monday off. It doesn't work <laughs> yeah. that way in my world. I guess I could, but we shall see. All right, some crazy uh, NFL stats here for you. Um, I don't know if you saw this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a perfect 22 for 22, scoring a touchdown on goal to go situations this season. That is the best in the NFL since the year 2000. So when they have got it first and goal. They have scored a touchdown all 22 times this season. That's, an, that's unbelievable. That's amazing. It has nothing to do with Tom Brady, right? No, it's luck. It's all luck <laughs> and, uh, and doing that. I thought that was incredible. That is, that is a very interesting statistic. I agree. I, don't, I would love to know what the average is in the NFL then. It's a lot lower than that. It has to be. I don't, I'll, I'll do some digging before next week because obviously they'll be putting that. But every single time they've been goal-to-go situation this season, they've scored. Um, real quick, most receiving yards in the NFL since week four of this season. So you start at week four. Week four. Who has the most receiving yards? Top five guys, oh. if you had to guess. Top five guys. Just throw one or two out there. I'll tell you if you're right because there's a couple of interesting names on this list. Uh, T. Higgins. That's the one I didn't know if you'd get. T. Higgins has 413 receiving yards since week four in the NFL. He's number three on the list. Yeah, I see. Number him. three. Okay, that's good. Um, that is good. Let's see. Gosh, I'm trying to. Justin Jefferson. No. Uh, Stephon Diggs is on the list. Not a big surprise. Robbie Anderson. George Kittle, who I think just oh, got George hurt. Kittle. Yeah. Number one is Travis Fulgham. Oh, the, yeah, for, the receiver for the Eagles, the Eagles who has yeah. been a godsend and a find for them. He has four touchdowns and 435 yards receiving since, uh, since week four in the NFL. Yeah, Leads I, the NFL. I tried to pick him up in fantasy. Somebody yeah. already grabbed Somebody him? Somebody already grabbed him. Yeah. yeah. You figure that's got to end at some point, but there's not a lot of weapons for uh, that Eagles team. So maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it continues. Uh, another, again, you know I pull random stuff, but I know, you're I'll interested in it. Um, 
the Cleveland Browns only had six drives all game versus the Raiders last week. That's the fewest in any NFL game in the past 30 seasons. So the Browns got the ball six times. Six times. The entire game against the Raiders. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. But that's obviously one of the reasons why they lost. And you got to think with Notre Dame this weekend that they're going to try to limit the amount of times. that and, and Boston College did that a little bit as well, where I felt like they really slowed it down, tried to run the football and do it. If you can limit uh, having that offense on the field, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it definitely helps. Boston College, though, they came out slinging it, though. No, at the beginning, but they had a couple of drives in the second half where I felt like they were intentionally running the football a couple of times and then throwing short passes just to try to try to make that clock go away. And I think that ultimately was their demise. Yeah. Probably so. Maybe they should have kept when it, you start uh, kept it too going. you conservative like that, because I mean, what do you have to lose? No, I just I keep agree. playing how you came out because it caught Clemson off guard. Mm-hmm. It really oh, did. for sure. I think that's the first time ever that a team had scored touchdowns on their first two drives in a game against Brent Venables. Not just at Clemson, ever. Ever. Two TDs to open a game. That's pretty crazy. All right, Patriots have lost four straight games. For the first time since 2002, since the start of the 2003 season, there had been 284 losing streaks of at least four games. Every team in the NFL had one of those except New England. (laughs) So every team had had many multiple four-game losing streaks since New England last had theirs in 2002. That's fascinating. Last one here. Um, Lamar Jackson has 15 turnovers the last two seasons. Seven of those have come in two games against the Steelers. Lamar's having trouble winning the big games. Uh, he is having trouble winning the big games. And I, and I like him. And listen, I, you and I have talked about this. I didn't like him when he was at Louisville, but I really like him in the NFL. But when he gets to these big games, it's like auto loss, I feel like. Well, I, because all of a sudden, the, the, obviously the stakes are higher, and he still he just doesn't have the passing capabilities that I think that you have to mm-hmm. have to win consistently in the NFL. Yep. He can make big plays, and he can. I mean, he's got a he's got an arm, uh, and he can make some of those throws. But it's not always just about you know making a throw. It's can you do it at a particular time where you have to have a particular play. And I think he gets a little too happy and tries to make the plays with his legs. Yeah, and that's not the way the NFL works. You've got to be able to make those big plays with your arm. No doubt. All right, folks, that puts a wrap on episode number 58 of the Mark Childress Show. Richmond, thanks, man. That yes, went sir. fast. Thank I had a good time uh, hanging always. out with you tonight. You can catch me on the Tiger Tailgate Show and the fifth quarter show before and after the Clemson-Notre Dame game this weekend. Should be a brawl up in South Bend. Can't wait for that one. We'll talk to you guys next week at 7 o'clock. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Calpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar.
is nationwide on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show. Yes, yes, yes. That is right. It is the Zach Gelb Show. 